we go, I mean, as in-depth on the portal updates that we have, I'm sure that there's much, much more to get to. I know there is. But as we've talked about a lot, and I'm always going to give this disclaimer, so I, I'm, I'm sorry, but we do – we get a lot of new listeners. Um, and I – I feel like the only way, the easiest way to get portal information is from the player themselves. Schools don't tell you too much. They're not allowed. I, I don't know what the rules are. It doesn't seem as if they're allowed too terribly much to promote. They can with they can with high school guys now, but it seems like it's a little bit more low key whenever it comes to um, whenever it comes to transfers. So. That list, oh, I, I did not write down the cornerback's name again, Josh. Uh, it is Des Malone. Des Malone is the corner, and then three other offensive, uh, four other offensive linemen: Fabechi Wewu, out of North Texas; Gino Vandemark, out of M- Michigan State, along with Spencer Brown. Brown's a big tackle; he's a grad transfer. He'd kind of be in that Walter Rouse mode. And the kid out of Florida is Jalen Farmer. Thank you. We probably want to add another uh, very official-looking business card in here, our index card, because this has people in the portal. Maybe we need to have a list of people. OU portal targets. Targets, right. Confirmed OU portal targets. You know what's interesting is I was thinking about it. To show you the difference 365 days can make, I felt like in the process, Josh, of figuring out who Oklahoma had in the portal or who they were pursuing in the portal last year, Felt like a lot of wide receivers. I mean, if you were a wide receiver in the portal, you had an offer from Oklahoma, it seemed like. And ended up with Andrew L. Anthony. Worked out well before he got hurt. Plus, uh, Dylan Gabriel had his statement basically saying, hey, my, my draft grade wasn't what I thought it was going to be, and I didn't get an invite to the Senior Bowl. So I want to try to continue to play college football. Like he said, I thought he had a great year. I thought he had a, a great year. But we'll – We'll dive into it more in-depth as the show rolls on. And I'm just warning you right now. I know how boring and tedious conversations about NCAA rules can be and this division slap slash subdivision, but I'm sneaking in a segment on it at some point today. It's going to be massive. I know. It's dull. It's boring, but... Again, we shall be talking about it here on The Ref. In the meantime, Josh asked the question earlier. I think it bears bears repeating. Is it now time to get the juice going for Oklahoma Sooner basketball? Ten on the shot clock. More set to screen. Around it, McCullough behind his back. Back up, three-pointer, step back, shot. Get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. JV and McCullough, wow. He was all over social media last night after his big night. He and, well, the uh, the foundation. Cross-court pass stolen by Yuzan. Sprint to the other end. Low step through, layup, got it. Sooners lead it by 20. <laughs> I think that was the moment whenever Toby unhitched the wagons. Final score last night, pure domination from the Sooners as they roll Providence. Providence looks like they're content to dribble out the clock. 
Porter Moser heads down to shake hands with Kim English. Oklahoma is 8-0. Final score in the Big East Big 12 battle. Sooners 72 and Friars 51. Javon McCollin. Did I say McCollin? McCollum? Javion McCollum. Did I say Javon too? That's going to be a mistake that I make a lot. That's going to be those things, Josh. When I look at the name, I will not be able to say it as it's pronounced. We had a basketball player like that a couple of years ago. We've had football players like that. So if you see me panic whenever we talk about Javion McCollin, it's because I'm looking at his name and I just can't say it for some reason how it's spelled. That's right. Don't, take, some, it, don't take it any don't other take way it, than that. I, I look at him like, that's Javion. Or, or, that's Javion. What? Uh, Javion McCollin finished with 19 points. Milo Zuzan had 17 and 12 boards as the Sooners rolled 72-51. to 51. Afterwards, Porter Moser was asked about the crowd. I mean, home court advantage. I mean, that, that's what it's about. I, I keep saying it. You don't have- Is that me that it's really low on? Are we good there? Did I crank that up a little bit? Try this. I mean, home court advantage. I mean, that, that's what it's about. I, I keep saying it. You don't have great top 20 teams without a home court advantage. And I thought the, the last seven minutes when they stay, and especially I think that you really noticed on those free throws, and they were great. And uh, that's fun. And that's fun to see it. it. It energizes everybody, especially on a physical game like that. It gives you, you know, I thought they really provided a spark for us, that crowd. And you just visualize what if that thing was full? You know, just visualize that because I thought the people that were there were really loud. And uh, that was great to see that. So, people that are there were loud. That's where it starts, Josh. You get a little juice from those who are in the building, and then the excitement grows and builds and builds. It's a great crowd last night. Great big crowd time, last night. Big time finish to that game. Yeah, Porter was uh, asked about that. In fact, um, all of those runs, Oklahoma had a great run to start the game and a great run to finish, and they were centered around defense. 100%. I thought the way we came out defensively, I thought we were super aggressive. We did a couple different things, um, trapping-wise. Um, but we know they're a good team. And we, we, we talked about Devin Carter, and he came back and hit three straight threes and erased that really quick. And uh, – so, but I thought our guys, that was a crazy end of the half with like four minutes and some without a stop. And to end up plus four at half, uh, we talked about it at halftime. We were going to stay fresh defensively. We were going to stay fresh defensively, and, uh, and that was going to be the key. Um, and I, I thought defensively in the second half, we did some, some really good things. We, we were active hands, caused 15 turnovers. That was a, that was a big part of our game plan. Um, we wanted to get... Fast break points off our defense and offensive rebound. We had 16 second chance points, and I thought we we did a good job on the offensive glass against them. Uh, oh, oh, he added one more thing there at the end, and I stopped it too soon. Uh, held them off the offensive glass. Hey, um, which is important. I don't know. He was asked what opened up his offense, and I I think that the question was how. You know, around the, that same hey, did the defense kind of help open up the offense? I didn't really think they had a problem offensively last night, but you know, uh, what, open up our offense. Yeah. I, I, you know, I just think Javion. You know, Javion hit some shots. Los Los got to the rim. Los get, hit two or three at the rim. You know, we were just really trying to be more aggressive on that drop coverage. Um, you know, I think Tega continued to eat a big shot. Uh, John had an offensive rebound. Sam had an offensive rebound. You know, I think those are. Those are key that when you when, that you can get some second chance points, 
And I thought John had a big one in that one, and Sam had a big one of second chance points in that in that run. Yeah. And then uh, one more. I call Milo Zuzan the foundation because I think that he has been a guy that was thrust. I don't want to earned his way into it last year, right? Earned his way into a role as the starting point guard, thrust into more of a leadership role with a veteran team. I think maybe that's how I would describe it. And he has just been absolutely fantastic. And last night he was getting the boards. You know, oh, oh, and he was finishing. You know, I thought he was finishing. You know, I thought I thought he took a couple hits and he finished in there. You know, and I think that's so key is is when he goes in there and I just, he just looked more physical finishing to me. And, uh, you know, you can just see the, the shooting percentages. Um, I think he was uh, 8 for 12, 12 rebounds, 17 points. I mean, I thought he was terrific. Javion, 7 for 16, 19 points on 16 shots. You know, super efficient, both of them. Javion, 7 rebounds, Milo's 12. I mean, really, really good. And uh, we talk about guards rebounding down. I thought some of the guys inside were blocking out sometimes, and the guards were coming down, rebounding down. So uh, both those guys, tremendous nights, that we, and we needed it. All right, Josh, you've been pouring over the box score. What you see, what caught your eye? Well, I think that little piece that he was talking about right there is the two guards collecting, combining for 19 boards is gigantic. You get stops, get out and run, and, and get after it. That's going to bode well for Oklahoma. Clearly, this uh, transfer season mixed with Milos Yuzan, Otega, Owe being a year older, I, I think the program is starting to come of age here, and Oklahoma's hit on the transfer portal like maybe it, it hadn't the uh, the previous couple of seasons. Definitely need to see this uh, roll into Arkansas and North Carolina and then most importantly into Big 12 play, but – I'm optimistic that uh, Porter Moses got clearly his best team. Now I want to I want to warn you guys of at something. Oklahoma. Want to warn you, they're gonna lose a game. I know, right? How dare I right now bring that up? But for now, eight no. I saw Jeff Goodman's tweet uh, last night, and I guess I guess the, you're starting to see the the rest of the college basketball world. Jeff Goodwin, uh, Jeff Goodman, excuse me, even though he used the wrong maybe. Uh, he said, it may be time to admit that the Oklahoma Sooners may just be for real. Undefeated, have beaten USC, Iowa, and smacked Providence by 21. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it might be time. Now, again, you're, you're going to enter into the most difficult league for college basketball, right? You're – you're diving into the Big 12, and of the SEC is not by any stretch of the imagination going to be easy whenever you get into hoops. But there is nothing, and I mean nothing more challenging than what the Big 12 has, right, and the way all these teams are playing. But I do, I think it's time to admit it. Hey, they got a chance to be really good. Sure. they got, And, and Porter was right in what he said all along. Well, I, let me rephrase that. They're on the path to really making him look right. How's that? Because they are more athletic. They are a better defensive basketball team. They are better shooters. And and, and, and Uzan and, gosh dang it, Milo Suzanne and Otega Owe, Josh, you've got two guys that are day one dudes, right? I mean, essentially guys that are 
foundational pieces that sure. were in the program that didn't transfer in. So I think that's really cool. Year two guys now, and obviously just growing and getting better every moment. You're going to have a lot of opportunities to prove how legit uh, you are or are not with Kansas, Texas, just looking at the ranked teams, BYU, Baylor, Houston. I mean, there's some big-time matchups coming up at conference play, and that doesn't even include the Iowa States, K-States. I mean, a bunch of these teams probably going to start playing better basketball as the year rolls along. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, um, anything else to add from the hoops last night? Get get out Tulsa. I'm trying to see if we do we have tickets I can give away. Do we have any tickets we can give away? I have this not been game? informed that we have any, but I would love if we did. I'd love to be able to give away tickets. I was asking Perry. I haven't had a chance to go, just because of timing, um, uh, to the Tulsa the BOK Center game for OU basketball. I, uh, I I'm going to be out of town this weekend, but. I think it's starting to really become something. I think it helps whenever Oklahoma's good. And Arkansas fans are crazy for Arkansas in the Tulsa area, especially now that they're a little bit better and, and have been better over the last few years. But I want this to continue to be a thing, man. I want it to be every year. And even when they we, we jump into the SEC, play a game in Tulsa. And if it's not Arkansas, let's play Tulsa or ORU. Take it to the Reynolds Center. Take it to the Maybe Center. Why not? Or put it at the BOK Center. I think it'd be cool. So that's Saturday. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, we got all kinds of coverage around that game come Saturday between OU and Arkansas. You had that schedule up. I keep trying to get to a break, but there's other basketball questions I have. You had the schedule up just moments ago. I pulled it up as well. I, I know Arkansas just beat Duke, right? They're getting some guys healthy. So there's been an issue. Uh, they've had a couple of issues this season. But when you start, you know, really thinking about games that you're circling and games that you're kind of keeping an eye on, I mean, is it is it fair to say that just about every home game from here on out, ah, Central Arkansas, well, Central Arkansas and Monmouth, they're not bad, but maybe outside of those two, just about every game in Big 12 play is going to be a, a must-attend. Okay, Green Bay, uh, Central Arkansas, Monmouth, or Monmouth, but then you turn Final tune-ups before Big 12 play. But then you turn around and January 6th, big day, Josh. Iowa State's coming to town. Then you got West Virginia, and then you have Texas, and then you have Texas Tech. Yeah, these BYU, are all, all going to be must-watch games. Kansas in uh, February. I mean, that's going to be final time that you're going to see KU for, I mean, who knows how long. I, I heard this whenever I was driving. I heard Toby and TJ talking about it, and they were uh, – it, it kind of got it. Got me a smile a little bit. Even though the OU Kansas game this year is on ESPN Plus, what are we doing? What are we even doing right now? But wouldn't it only be fitting if this team was the team in its final trip ever? Well, for a long time to fog to the fog that would break the streak, and in your final game at Kansas, avenge the football team. You think Porter's going to have that rallying cry in the locker room? And it's on ESPN Plus, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing yeah. would be better. All right, quick break. When we come back, let's hit your. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text. You guys have been on fire so far, including a lot on the Supes team. We'll dive into it next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. This is wild. Can I tell you a quick funny golf story before I let you before we uh, move to the text line? And I know you're going to bring us back, but I just remember this. And since they've been talking about golf balls, I got to tell you this. Sure. I almost died yesterday. I it was, and it would have been the most embarrassing death ever. And if anyone has video of this, let's get rich. So. I went and played golf yesterday. Okay. 
Tuesdays, uh, I guess, are going to become a day whenever I can play some golf. And I will not name the course, but I, uh, I am a believer of no ball left behind. Unless there's someone behind me. If there's someone behind me, goes right, can't find it, all right, just take a, take a drop. We're not, we're not playing the PGA here. But no one was behind me. It was kind of a slow day. And there was an area, like a little waterbed. Well, it wasn't. It was a massive, like where there's a water hazard. And I, of course, launched my ball right into the middle of it. Uh, as I got closer to it, I realized there's no water in this water, whatever you want to call it, this water hazard. It's been drained. It's It's not drained. It's like... Yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess so. And I see my – well, and, and by the way, just to let you know, it was a Pro V1, okay? It was a Pro V1. <laughs> it's a nice one. It's a good golf ball. So I see it out there, and I'm like, ooh, I, I can get it. So I take a couple steps, and I'm sinking a bit, and I get my little ball retriever, and I pull, and I get it. Well, then I notice that there's one just a little bit further out in front. I can get that I can one, get too. that one, too, and I can see that it is also a Pro V1. I take one more step, Josh. I go down like I'm going down in quicksand. And I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna text you my pants. That sounds like the weirdest thing I've ever said to you on this show before. The aftermath. Yes. So I to, just to kind of give you an idea of how close I was to actual death, because what what you might forget is it's crazy, right? There was actually you know water there, so I start to sink. And I immediately panic. Look, look at the pants. Look at how de- oh, man. <laughs> that's like down to that's like up to my thighs. And I'm like, this is how it's gonna end? It's gonna end with me chasing a pro V1 in the middle of a lake bed or water hazard. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, dude. I came out of that watered ha- water hazard, like crawling. I crawled out of it, man. Pray, like, don't let me die like this. Like, if you're going to take me, massive heart attack, okay? Was, was, Just, boom, let me go. Was there anyone playing behind you? I don't think anyone saw me. <laughs> that's that's good. Which was the best part number one, right? That was the the, the best part number two was when I, <laughs> when I got out of it, I realized I I somehow still got the golf ball, and it wasn't even a Pro V1. It was like a – Oh, no. I'm, like, risking my life. And as you guys know, I have this affinity for, like, amassing – I'm like a golf ball hoarder. I don't know where this came from. Well, they're expensive. I mean, if, if, you, if you even look in the picture um, – the 80s tried to warn you. Uh, if you look at very good. If you look at the picture, Josh, you can even see there is a massive like Ziploc bag of golf balls. I see them. Right. I not no. I need more. I mean, if here's the thing. As soon as I realized no one saw me, I had that moment where I was like, I wish someone saw me because we'd be rich right now. Like if anyone had that video to see the panic. Of me thinking that my whole life, in all the movies and all the, the cartoons that I watched as a kid, everyone always had problems with quicksand, right? They always thought quicksand was going to be the way they went. Three Stooges always got stuck in quicksand somehow, right? I've never had a quicksand issue. 
until yesterday. Boy, that is frightening. <laughs> because you're going down. It's like, I'm going to, I have nowhere to step right now. This is how I'm going to die. Thankfully, there was enough. There was enough. Could you imagine if I'm at, help, help, and like a fire department has to come to get me out or something? I'm glad you're okay. I know, right? Ugh. That's frightening. Well, I think I would have, I don't think I would have died, but I, well, you might have gotten stuck. I would have def. I was really close to being stuck, man, and that would have been ridiculously. So you just started sinking in. I took one more step, and like my, like the whole, I just went down. Like not fell down face first. Like I just started to sink in. Yeah, and I was like, I'm, I'm. And immediately, I was like, I'm screwed. I better go because that ground had gotten eroded in. It was and- water. It was where a waterbed was, or water. I keep saying waterbed. Water hazard was so. But you got the golf balls. But I got the golf balls. That's great. <laughs> and I finished my round. It was just so weird. I happened to have like an extra pair of pants. So was that a mulligan on uh, on that <laughs> shot or what? Josh, things went so smell. I went, I went par, par, par on my first three holes, and I was like, this golf thing is easy. I'm back, baby. And then I went like eight, nine, eleven. <laughs> well, yeah, you started playing golf. I started playing golf. I almost died. Well, Craig, that's funny. Craig goes, that's why you don't golf alone. I Listen, I, you're probably right. But if I was by myself, there was no way I was going out to get that ball. <laughs> if I was by myself, I was like, I'll oh, forget that. All right. Uh, anyway, so you're welcome. I'd like to consider myself a warrior for uh, still being here today after nearly dying. Well, you have responded in a positive manner. Yeah, Tuesdays are my golf day. All right, anyway, I, I know we have some text to get to. I just, I, I'd written down that story, and I was going to forget about it if I didn't tell it now, and I felt like I needed to bust myself out just in case video emerged. No, that's good. Yeah, that's that was wise of you in case America's Funniest Home Videos came calling. <laughs> All of our Transfer Portal news updates brought to us by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Give Brent Swift and the crew a call. 25 years of roofing, remodeling, and construction Experience 405-831-8222. That's SwiftCoTeam.com. And we've had uh, many a transfer portal update. Uh, you, you uh, from the text line, you like uh, collecting golf balls and Toby Rowland likes collecting coins. Well, exactly. Toby collects coins on his watch. Uh, I, and again, I'll make this very clear. If there is anyone golfing around me, like I am a big pace of play guy. I And also Let's whenever go. I go – when I go to play, it's usually I get maybe two hours. And then it's like, why do you need four hours to play golf? Why don't you just play nine? Because you can play 18. Gotta so, play 18. But I, I'm a big pace of play guy. When I'm by myself and no one's out there, Josh, yeah, you know, you take a little liberties. Why Why would you just only play nine? Because I want to get the round in. I got to I gotta play. Uh, to the text line we go. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text Sorry. line. 405-651-3439. Brent from Jinx. I love this new look OU basketball team. Hats off to Coach, a.k.a. Portal Moser. He's done a great job, hasn't he? Yeah, constructing this team and getting Otega Owe and Milos Uzan to, to grow up a little bit. It's, uh, for the first time, seems like the Portal additions with what you already had in-house – it's meshing a little bit. Well, and, and I also, just a quick question on this. I would love to know, like, like was it, is it the NIL game? 
that's really – is it Porter having a little bit more, I don't want to say time, but realizing, okay, year one, the the Portal additions, well, you know, you, you got some help. They're not really guys that fit. Was it maybe, you know, I don't know, just better scouting? Because these guys just really seem to fit with what he wants to do, and they're dogs, so I like that too. Yeah, they got a little bit more athleticism, I mm-hmm. think, uh, out of the Portal, and then – one of the key components, I think, for me is, yeah, you, you had two young guys in Owe and Yuzan that stuck around and are getting better day by day by day to pair and to complement what they got out of the portal with. McCollum's a really nice player. Uh, Hughley's been uh, really good for Oklahoma. And that doesn't even get into Sorez and some of the other guys that they got. Yeah, absolutely. J.P. Sooner had so much fun. Last night uh, got me a Cousin Eddie hat. Can't beat 11 rows up for 25 bucks. Yeah, the hat's pretty cool. I plan on uh, I plan on wearing mine at OU t- at, at Army Navy this weekend if it's cold. How how great would that look? It's like there is a man with like a moose hat on the sideline, but it's a good hat, right? JP Sooner, it's one I'd wear. Six one five. Moser's team moves up and down the court, distributes the ball like the NBA, so much more fluid and athletic than any of his other teams. <laughs> yeah, they're smooth. They're smooth. Uh, I saw. I saw someone tweet, maybe it was you, basketball is back in Oklahoma. Uh, the Sooners are good, and the Oklahoma City Thunder are like the two-seed right now. It's back. Back, baby. <laughs> we have entered this portion of the calendar. Well, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I saw this. I'll say it once, but it bears repeating. The LNC is the biggest reason OU basketball isn't well attended. How about one more? Uh, wouldn't it be cheaper to refurbish and slightly expand McCaslin than building a new arena? If they can get that thing to 5,000-plus fans, I'd be fine with that. Can't beat the location. Hmm. The The parking is not uh, would not be great. Parking, yeah. They, they, for students, it's awesome. Right. And I'm all for that, and you could talk me into the idea of intimate, 5,000-plus. It's at McCaslin. You renovate it, make it look state-of-the-art. I could be talked into it. But uh, there are some other logistical problems with it sure. if you're talking about UI, you know, non-students going to the game. Yeah, it was um, it was one of those events that I think is a yearly event. They should do it once or twice every year. Yeah, and and maybe maybe I I know my I know that. Suddenly, everyone gets very political when you start talking about the, uh, the poten- uh, potential Norman Entertainment District. I and I don't want that to be this show because I'm really, I'm really excited about what that has the potential to be and right? bring and right. But I, I do think any kind of upgrade on McCasm would be awesome. Period. And they've done little things, right? There's a new floor for volleyball. Um, there's new team rooms, right? It's smaller. There would, if, if you wanted to do more than a couple of games, it would take more than just a little bit of work on that. It would take a lot, a lot of work on that front. So It'd be pretty sweet playing. It would be sweet. Multiple games there. A, a conference game there would be pretty neat. Oh, man. Like one, one non-con game and one in-conference game. Uh-huh. Um, let's see here. That'd be a, a neat tradition to start because it did get the students involved. 
I, I got a couple of quick reactions to my uh, nearly dying story in golf. Yeah, what's what are uh, the people he, saying? I got I got two off the text line, off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, and two off the Super Secret Textoso line. My man Brian Hines, B Hines, Bumpy Rhodes is his name on the text line. Uh, he said, "I've done that no less than ten times since 2006, going to recover a disc." He's like a world champion disc golfer, because you you throw a disc in that, you're like, "I got to go get that." Um, the five eight zero always recover the Pro V ones exactly, exactly. Fitty Clinton, right? Please tell me there is video of this. I don't think there is. If there was, I'm telling you right now, we would all be rich. Uh, Chris, I find several no golf balls left behind on my golf course pool cleaning routes. I have a fortune now. Well, Jim in Arlington, it looks like you and I need to have a conversation. <laughs> but you know what? Here's a funny thing. I would still, if I was by myself, go after that golf ball in the middle of a dried-out lake bed. I, I would. It's just like, I'm going to get that golf ball. I've learned something valuable. you gotta, you got to just let it go. I can't. Leatherneck Sooner, who knew golfing alone was so dangerous? Frisco Sooner is going to send me a life preserver. <laughs> I might have. I think the life preserver would have gone down too. Uh, <laughs> Jace Fair has asked if it was number three, number four at Cobblestone. No, 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 it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't number four at, at Cobblestone. I've never played Cobblestone. I would like to. I'm sure I could find a lot of golf balls there. But thank you all for your concern. It was. Uh, it was quite an embarrassing moment. Lostgolfballs.com. What? There's a website? That's from a guy from Parts Unknown. Oh, let's see here. Is he, is he steering me? Am I going to get... Oh, look at this. Is this uh, where you can find cheap used golf balls? Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty funny from Frisco Sooner. Well, I do appreciate that you sent me this, but you do understand. You've you're contributing to an addiction. Right. And and I would also add, I'm still going after the golf ball. Yeah. This we need some sort of like is, if if there is no one playing behind me, if there is no one playing behind me, I got a couple I, I am gonna take an extra five minutes to so like, let's go see what we got in this. We got over here in this bush. This looks like a place for someone who hit some golf balls. Oh. We need like a golfing therapist for I, you. In fact, you, you want to know something funny? If you were to go open the back of my uh, vehicle, vehicle, I was going to say truck, but it's not a truck, you would see about 15 loose golf balls just rolling around in the back <laughs> because I just threw them in the back. They're not clean enough to be allowed in my bag yet. Nor have they been decided if they're going to go in the good bucket or the bad bucket. Yeah. So. They could be waste golf balls. This is now that I say this out loud. This is really, really problematic, isn't it? Yeah, this, no, you you might this have is some really, kind of problem. This is, I, for instance, some people are like, dude, went into the woods and came back and said he only had a two. I go into the woods. I'm like, guys, I found like twelve golf balls. Look at this. But I, I will say, as much as we're joking and you have a problem with this and that, I understand going down to try to retrieve the golf ball. I, oh, yeah. I do understand it. And uh, but now you've. You've delivered a nice little PSA to everyone that that is not a good idea. Yeah, exactly. All right, we got a break. Uh, it is 10:39. When we come back, I might sneak it in, Josh. Let's let's just get what we know. Let's get what we know. Educate the people about the latest decision or proposal from the NCAA on the future of the league. That's next right here on the round. Sorry, botched it. All right, so I mentioned. 
I've been nerding out on everything involved with this subdivision conversation, right? I don't know if I could – to kind of really screw down to the nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts, we got screwed. To really kind of dive into it, it to put it simply, it's pay for play, but they don't want to – Use those pay, words. Use those words, right. It, it's pay for play. And the minimum amount per student athlete would be $30,000 a year. And for some reason they said it would – Title IX would be included, but yet – most of the conversations I hear about the subdivision is that it would be football only. So I don't – I mean, I would assume – Is that in regards to roster and – I think so. I think it would be re, in regards to it's going to affect the football side. Where they have complete autonomy. Exactly. In regards to the roster construction and, uh, you know, transfer rules, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So I, I was listening to Andy Staples. This is good, like, like little two-minute – kind of chomp as to the the why behind it and and maybe the, the the how like remember this is football and i'll get to why it's just football in a second it would be another subdivision and these teams would play each other but they also could play other members of division one so i would say most likely if i were to guess which conferences could afford this sort of buy-in It would be the schools of the ACC, the Big 12, the Big 10, and the SEC. That would be your Super League. And if they could afford that buy-in and chose to do it, they would mostly play one another. But they wouldn't have to just play one another. Which, you think about it, if those schools all just played one another... Things can get pretty hairy for Indiana and Vanderbilt. You're not going to win many games. Well, this would allow them to schedule some wins. So that stays more status quo. It also allows those dollars to trickle down to the schools that don't have as much. But that's not why Charlie Baker's suggesting this. Charlie Baker is suggesting this because he wants the NCAA to remain in charge of those schools rather than them break away and form their own governing body. And here's why. If they were to break away and form their own governing body, they could theoretically form their own men's basketball tournament. Now, a men's basketball tournament involving those four leagues would be pretty interesting. You could have a a pretty big tournament. It would not be as interesting as March Madness. You'd never have St. Peter's beating Kentucky. You'd never have UMBC beating Virginia. You'd never have Northern Iowa beating Kansas. But it would make money, and because they'd only be splitting it 60-something ways, it would probably make them each more money than they get now from the current men's basketball tournament. The current men's basketball tournament does have the possibility of Cinderella and upsets that we love. It's a magic formula that, that makes it one of the best sporting events in the country. It also funds the NCAA. And so if you're Charlie Baker, you want to make sure that the NCAA continues to be funded. Because if it's not, it becomes something entirely different. So there you go. Like I said. And by entirely different, I think he means basically ceases to exist. Ding, ding, ding. It's entirely different. Well, in the the world of big-time college sports, it's no longer a thing. (laughs) 
Remember when the NCAA was a thing? That's yeah. interesting that he got all of that out of it. I didn't – yesterday's release didn't really signal a lot of that to me. No. it. And, in fact, like I said, I have – I. oh, I'm sorry. There's still a lot of people that are learning about it. I, I, Charlie Baker – let me give a, just a quick little example from my world. If I had an idea for something I wanted to change – on this show or with with the way that we do the show, you and I would talk, right? And it's like, hey, if we were going to try to either add an hour or go back to being a two-hour show or start earlier, we would have to get TJ, right? We would talk. We would run it by Casey and, and Brian, our, our, our fearless leaders. I might, I would, I would want to get someone that loves radio as much as I do, as we do, Tyler. I would want to get his opinion. Do you know who Charlie Baker talked to? Nobody. Just send it out. Like, here's our proposal. Let's go. Now, that's not to say there aren't committees and things of that nature, but when you're talking about, and Andy brought this up in his podcast, and I can attest to it, too, from a few people I talked to yesterday. This was a surprise. This was a surprise to a lot of people. This was a surprise to a lot of people. As in the Joe Castiglione's of the world. And I don't know about Joe C. I didn't talk to Joe C. Um, But names like that. Yeah. Right, uh, high-profile athletic directors. If I'm going to do anything in athletics, like if I'm going to try to do anything that's going to change the game in athletics, I'm calling Joe Castiglione. And he might have been called. Right. I mean, maybe know. he was. I don't know. I'm calling Joe C. I'm calling Greg Sankey. I'm calling Tony Petiti. I might pick up the phone and call. Why am I blanking on the Ohio State athletic director's name? Um, I, I, Gene Smith? Is that Gene Smith. Right? Gene Smith. I, you know, I'd, I'd call these guys. I'm like, hey, what do we need to do here? Is that right? We're about ready to find out. Josh is Googling. I want to be so right. Yay! Even though he is retiring. That's right. He's stepping down. But I, my point is I would make sure that at the very least, the two power conferences are would, on board. Would be on board. With yes. This. And it sounds to me like they had an, he had enough of a feel to throw it out there, but yet it still surprised a lot of people whenever it hit the old inbox. So, I don't know if that gives you more information or makes you feel better or worse about it. I don't know what a timeline would be like for something of this nature. I don't even know if it's going to happen. But when you talk about all the great 180s in life, right, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, that Howard Stern is one of the great 180s in life, right? Crazy, off the wall, insane. Shock jock. Shock jock. Now all of a sudden, he's not. He's di- different world, right? Uh, Hulk, <laughs> yeah. Hulk Hogan is one of the greatest 180s of all time. Good guy. Eat your vitamins, right? Hulkamaniacs. And all of a sudden, he's the third member, and he's the bad guy. He's coming out to voodoo child, and he's telling everyone they stink. This is a 180. It's like a chair shot to the back. This is crazy. They fought in court is to this, not let this happen. Is this the right move for the NCAA? I feel like it's a move of survival. You and I have had many. And, and by the way, I, I want to make sure we add this little caveat to it. We know listening to these conversations can be like watching paint. Watching paint I, you know, I think the last couple of days people have been sort of digging it. I hope you're right. Now let's talk TV rights. No I'm kidding. <laughs> now that one. <laughs> no. But – I feel like you and I have had this conversation about the attempts to like punish people for things. The, the whole Florida flew a little clue, too close to the sun with Jade Rashad in that. 
and we wonder, is this them entering an enforcement era, or is this a last gasp Hail Mary? And to me, this is the ultimate last gasp Hail Mary. Sure. So we'll reset it all in the top five stories today. But again, the NCAA looking at adding a subdivision that would allow a pay-for-play model, even though they're not going to call it pay-for-play, in which 50 student athletes are, uh, you would have a minimum of 50 at $30,000 is the minimum investment per player, per student athlete, and you would be able to control your collectives. You would be able to control the NIL within this school. It's possible. We'll continue to talk about it as we get more information right here on the ref. We got like a minute here. So let's uh, let's do it to remind you of a lot of cool stuff that is going on. We got our high school basketball coverage that's taking place, KREF Sports. TV. Do you have any hoops this weekend? I've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday oh hoops. We've gosh. got the Joe Lawson tournament going that's, on. That's uh, really cool, isn't it? Yeah, you got the uh, Edmond Open uh, taking place this week. So we've got – we are loaded up with tournament basketball. Uh, and we're going to do something a little bit different off the top of the hour because typically we hit the top five stories of the day. But Roger Kish, the OU wrestling coach, is going to join us at 11.15. So we're going to kind of flip some things around and we're going to hit your text messages to start hour number three, and then we'll hear from the OU wrestling coach, and then we'll hit our top stories of the day. It'll be like a white elephant final hour. Isn't that what they call it when you change gifts and you mix things around? Sure. I think. It's a playing show on the ref.